Hey everyone, welcome back to the Plastic Buddies podcast. And before I do the introduction and everything else, I want to apologize for Brandon Duff's behavior on the last episode. <laughs> Usually Brandon signs off with a bit of love, a bit of positivity, and he didn't. He decided to drink a bottle of water. So at that point, guys, I apologize. It's all Brandon's fault. <laughs> but guys, today is all about organic marketing strategies. And as usual, I do have Brandon, my co-host, who likes to wake up at ridiculous time with the bats. And let's go for it. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. So, yeah, organic marketing. I'm, I'm super excited about this episode because you are an expert at organic marketing. And I know that I have a few tips that I can kind of discuss. But I'm really excited about this episode because a lot of people are afraid to run ads. They don't want to spend the money. And this is a great way to get started um, and just being consistent because you're close rates are going to be much higher with organic marketing versus, I mean, it depends. Well, obviously with ads, you can target your previous kind of warm audience, but uh, organic marketing is a great way to start. So let's get right into it. What are your, some strategies that you use for your business? Do you know what? I'm going to be absolutely horrible and probably get a lot of hate. Um, do you know this theory about stick to one platform? Yep. Don't. <laughs> oh. do not stick to one platform because what you're doing is you are especially if it's at the likes of instagram facebook um, and and tiktok like those type of platforms like they're absolutely fantastic don't get me wrong they're amazing and i've made a ton of cash off facebook um but what it did do is it left me in a hamster wheel and it left me having to constantly create and constantly come up with more stuff. So my approach um, and has been for like a long time now is you actually have to run minimum on two platforms. You have to run on a short-term platform and you have to run on a long-term platform. Now, short-term platform could be like Facebook, Instagram, like that type of thing. A long-term platform is YouTube, blogging, and the one that sits in the middle is your email list. You have to be working those, and you have to be using each one to flood the other in a circle, in a continuous loop. Otherwise, you will hit burnout. You will hit a ridiculous sort of time where you just go, I don't want to do this anymore. Because organic is hard, because you've got two choices, haven't you? You've got... Have I got more money than time or have I got more time than money? And at that point, when you're starting your business, nine times out of 10, you have to go with free methods because you, you don't have the, the surplus cash. So the goal is to build the surplus cash and then use that as leverage for ads. That's yep. my sort of bombshell. Um, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think that just sticking on one platform like Facebook you do get burnt out. I mean, I've, there's plenty of times where I'm like, man, I don't even want to DM anyone. I don't want to even make posts. So being able to leverage both those platforms, uh, like YouTube, I'm a, a big fan of because uh, as time goes on, it grows. And as you get more subscribers, they tend to watch more of your videos. 
and it allows you to grow uh, exponentially by hitting both of those platforms. Not only that, but it doesn't take too much time to um, hit multiple platforms, let's say Instagram and Facebook, because you can share your posts from Instagram to Facebook. But like you were saying, you're constantly on a hamster wheel with uh, Facebook or Instagram because as more people add to the feed, your posts get pretty much dropped in the in the algorithm because there's just so much content being produced. And so for me, I'm doing uh, exactly like you. I post on Medium, um, and then I use that as a uh, kind of like a lead magnet for people in our Facebook group. I'll um, say, hey, does anyone want this? guy that I created on how to make a thousand dollars a day as a software developer or software owner. And we'll actually go over that podcast uh, coming up. So definitely subscribe on if you are someone who loves, you know, being a SaaS uh, owner, we can teach you how to make $8,000. So we use this video and our podcast and the next podcast as a guide, but essentially what I'll do is I'll create a, uh, a nice little guide on Medium, um, and then I'll do a YouTube video attached to that, and then I'll use that as a lead magnet for people that are in our Facebook group, and then they'll open up DMs and conversations. So I, I, even though I'm creating kind of one piece of content, which is like an outline for um, on Medium, um, then I can take that and do a YouTube video about that actual content. So in video format now, and then I take that video content and I post it on Medium also. And then that's kind of two pieces of content in one. And then I can use that as leverage to say, um, hey, on my Facebook, get people to raise their hand. And so I send them that Medium article and then I can start creating that discussion. I think someone, some people call that a, a two-step um, where you're kind of asking someone to raise their hand and then you send it to them. Um, and then you get that, um, kind of that, I can't think of the word right now, or I'll just butcher the words. I'm not going to say it. Um, but this allows you to really just open up the doors because you're uh, giving content to someone and now they feel like they have to reciprocate. Um, I probably said that wrong, but that's a great way to uh, open the door. So like my organic strategy for, if I was to start over and this is what I'm actually doing, uh, where we talked about a podcast a couple, maybe a week ago about how to start your online business is I'm going to be reaching out. I'm going to be connecting with 200 new people every single day. And that compounds. I mean, if you think of like, okay, so if I have 200 new people that I can contact and out of those 200 people, I might get 25% that add me as a friend or um, opt into our email list or whatever that is um, of those, I should have 50 that are going to be direct DMs. So that's just uh, DMing people from using that two-step, um, from messaging on uh, Quora, like a direct response on someone's post. So something that takes a little bit of more effort versus just um, making a post or sending a mass email out and then um, 10 pieces of content a day. And so 10 pieces of content is like me posting a video or a kind of a two-step on my group 
um, been on my Facebook feed and then sharing that Facebook um, post to my story and then kind of repurposing that content on Instagram, um, making a medium post, making that YouTube post. So 10 pieces of content a day uh, on just multiple platforms. So even though I posted three times, say on YouTube, sorry, on Facebook, Facebook group, and then shared a story with some kind of interaction. So I asked, uh, I shared my story and I said, Hey, who wants more information about this? Yes or no. And so if someone interacts with that, um, it, even if they say no, then I'll message them and be like, Hey, why don't you like money? And so that's just a, another, a lot of people will put yes and yes. And I think that's stupid um, because if someone says no, then you can use that as an objection and message them as a, like, Hey, like something funny, like, Hey, do you just hate money or like whatever? So it just allows for another touch point. And so, um, that's kind of been my, and I'm, I'm just starting this today. So, um, or I actually started yesterday, um, because it was Tuesday. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, that's going to be my strategy and I will, uh, uh, keep you up to date on how that's going in a later podcast, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing this, uh, this week. I'm always testing as you know, mm. so this is a, a great way to test. Nice. I like it. So in, in essence, yours is, obviously you create your, you create your freebie, your lead magnet or something like that. You can give up like a decent piece of content and you say you right. post it on medium. So what is medium? Is that like a blog thing or is that like, yeah. yeah okay. Okay, cool. So you post it on medium. So that's your long term strategy is what is a blog, right? So right. post it on medium and then you take that word version, you turn it into a video. Obviously you'll right. put your face on it and you'll turn that into, so that's an easy way. So it's not like just obviously for people who, who bricked it and was like, oh my God, I've got to create 10 pieces of content a day. Not really. You create your main piece of content and then you spike off it. Okay. So right. like, so Brandon's gone and created, obviously just to break it down for you, he's, he's gone and created like a blog post with a ton of information. Um, and then from there, he's gone and done a video about that blog post. Um, so now he's got two pieces of content and he's attacking two long, mar long-term marketing strategies. From there, he's then gone and took those two long-term marketing strategies and used his short-term strategies like Facebook, um, group, story, and obviously his personal profile to push people back to that piece of content. So therefore, he's using, as we spoke at the start, he's using that circle process. He's creating his long form and then using his short-term strategies to spike his long-term and then his long-term will obviously take off anyway. It's just giving that initial boost, isn't it? Yep, and then from exactly. all of those interactions, whether it's a story interaction, it's a post, like a post comment, then he's doing the engagement and starting those conversations to see how people are. Did I get yep. that right? No, that was perfect. That was a, a good rundown. And I mean, once you create that long, that long piece of content, it's really easy to break it up into smaller pieces so that you can get those, that short term content out and, uh, allows for kind of a, almost like a brief summary or a question to get people into your ecosystem. And it's just, you're creating the content anyway. So you might as well leverage it as a, um, as a way to, kind of get people talking. And so, uh, the more kind of engagements that you can have, um, the more kind of one-on-one -on -one time that you can have with someone, the more relationship building you're going to have, and it just compounds. So, uh, if you're putting out good content that people are liking, then you'll see a lot of people raise their hands. So I get like, I think a hundred or so, eh, 
maybe like 50 or so reach outs for uh, each of these many pieces of content. And as those get hit with like a huge spike on kind of the first day, it kind of ripples out and more people see that on medium, more people see that on YouTube. So it's just like you said, creating that loop. Yeah. And I think that's it, especially with your long form content to give it like this is, this is a secret hack that like a lot of people don't really realize. Like when you create your, your long form content on YouTube, on, on blogs, what you want to do is you want to get your, your short term strategies to feed to that in the first 24 hours, because yeah. then that allows that to spike. And then that puts it above other things that have sort of gone down in the, in the engagement of like of YouTube. So if you were typing in like, for instance, like, how to make money online and obviously you've done a video on that and you had a following on facebook of say like four thousand friends a group of like two three thousand and you drove a percentage of that to that youtube video that then will help the youtube video get like clicks views watch time which will then keep it at the top of the search for a lot longer so then you're allowing you're giving your long-term content a lucas aid before I don't yeah. know whether the Americans have LucasAid, but yeah, LucasAid before they go straight straight up, um, which is really, really helpful. Yeah, I think that it's a great strategy. And then obviously you're building your email list and then you're, you, you can send your email list, like also a link to that Medium article. So it's just adding a lot of uh, different touch points um, to the one, or yeah, different touch points to one piece of article. Uh, or one article in itself. So like having that two-step on Facebook, sending it to your email list, and that's just constantly providing value. And then obviously having a way for people to opt in into whatever else you have. So like on my meeting article, I have our um, link to our boring passive income, and then they can decide, oh, this is really good content. Maybe I should see what else they have. And so it's just an easy way to pitch people uh, without really pitching them. Yeah. And you know what, mate, like obviously, especially your longer forms, your longer forms are great because one of your biggest goals as an online business owner should be to grow your email list because that's the thing that will actually constantly make you money. Now, those longer form pieces of content can grow your email list while you sleep. Like for instance, I put a video out there on YouTube a few months back. I woke up this morning and there was like four or five like new fresh emails um, that obviously I didn't have to hunt for, I didn't have to pester, didn't have to call DM. They just came through a YouTube video, clicked on a, a link, and I've now got four new emails. So technically that's an extra $4 a month pay right. for as long as they're there without me having to do absolutely anything. Just created that one piece of video. And then I used mm-hmm. obviously the short-term strategies. Now, obviously, let's... If you look at both, both things, like you've got... Like, how do you... I suppose the question is that I'll probably end up answering is like, how do you stand out from the crowd? Because there's millions of people on Facebook, like well, billions of people on Facebook. You've got millions of those trying to make money online, like and trying to obviously sell something. For you, what makes you what do you think makes you stand out compared to other people who are talking about passive income and stuff like that? Um that's a great question. I would say that's my branding is pretty good. Um, I tend to not look like everyone else. I think everyone has either, they just have their picture of their face, um, which is 
well, I mean, what you should be doing, which is Facebook, because um, you shouldn't just have like three people or your group or your family mm-hmm. in uh, your Facebook. You shouldn't have like a picture of your dog or like some kind of um, random picture. I don't think that's a, a good way to start. You should have a clear photo of who you are as a person because it is called Facebook. <laughs> or, well, I guess it's called Meta now, but um I think that's super important. So with mine, I look like, um, and I, I kind of picked this up from Taylor Welch. He had a picture of Thor as his avatar. It was him, but it was with obviously seeing his face directly, but it looked like he was Thor with like a hammer. And so I thought that was really, uh, really cool. And it stood out to me when I first joined the, the Facebook crew. And so from there, I created Mr. Monopoly and um, because I was into investing in real estate, we owned uh, quite a bit of rental properties. And so I was like, I'll be Mr. Monopoly. So I put on uh, the little mustache, the bow tie, the <laughs> coats and the, uh, the hat. And I had a little mono- um, monocle. And so I think that's how I uh, kind of stand out. It's different than kind of everyone else. Um, and I'm, I tend to kind of do things a little bit different. So I think I call it the Trump effect hmm. where um, it doesn't matter if you love me or love him or hate him, you'll get people that talk about him. And if people are talking about you, then you're keeping people in your kind of, you're keeping them, you're keeping them in your mind. No, they're oh, keeping yeah. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. You're in their mind. And so if you are constantly at the top of mind of people, uh, regardless, then you take up that space of time uh, in their mind. So if they're constantly thinking about you, uh, good or bad, or if they're talking about you, good or bad, you're going to, that's just like free advertising. Even if, I think it's funny because like, even if someone says something bad about you, um, like, oh, he's, he thinks this way, or he, you know, he's, um, he's into NFTs and NFTs are a scam. Um, and someone says that about you or whatever, someone else is to someone else, that person is going to be like, well, maybe I like NFTs. So it might turn someone that has no clue about you. And someone says, oh, he, NFTs are a scam and he he's into NFT gaming and that's uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, that person actually might like NFTs and might check out our program. And that person who was trying to say bad things about NFTs actually kind of put forth um, that person to actually check me out and see what we're all about. So I think that, and that's what Trump did. I mean, Trump would say some outlandish things you loved him or hate him, but it got people talking about him. Oh, and so hundred percent. And so like, for, I'll give you an example. And I think this is kind of one of the things that we've talked about where, um, I was in a click funnels group and they had traffic secrets, which was a book that just came out and I threw it in the pool. And obviously that's going to create some kind of controversy, um, in that click funnels community, but it got people talking about me. And it got people to check out my profile. Um, it got people to say, oh, maybe he's not you know, that bad. He's just threw a book in a pool, um, but he has some great content. Like, let me see what else he has. So doing things that kind of stand out uh, amongst the crowd is going to definitely uh, put you in some kind of limelight, um, good or bad. 
but at least it's going to get people talking. That's what I call the Trump Trump effect. Yeah, and you know what? I, I covered that in a group coaching session the other week. It was like how how Trump won the first election was marketing. It was nothing else. It was marketing. It was very very good marketing, um, and that's how obviously he won the first one because he was he was polarizing people. Couldn't take your eyes off them. Um, right. Just like for instance, like right now, obviously you've like you've got the, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, haven't you? Right. Like it, and people cannot take their eyes off them. Like whether like whether Johnny wins or doesn't win, like I think it's now completely irrelevant. Like that guy has put himself back in the line, like back in the spot, and looks absolutely incredible. Whether he whether he hits it or not, obviously that's the for the jury to decide. But from a marketing angle, Johnny Depp has come out massively on top, which is only going to re-enhance his career. Um, yeah. But people can't take their eyes off it because it's polarizing. Because people are like. What the hell's going on? And whether you're on Team Amber, um, Team Johnny, like it doesn't matter. Everybody's talking. Like I live miles and miles away, and that, it's all on my TikTok feed. That is it. Yeah. Just, just that trial and that that Camille Camille Vasquez, and like she's never going to be out of work ever again. Um, right. But it's like it's that type of thing. It's like you've got to be able to draw attention, and you don't have to be like you don't have to be crazy, but you right. have to be able to. Be strong enough to have your own opinion. Be strong enough to say something that people might not like because what it does is it pushes people away that aren't your target audience and it pulls people closer to you for you having the balls to stand up and say, yeah, I'm an organic person or I hate organic, like whatever it may or may not be. Like you have to be, you have to be strong enough to like go out there and put yourself out there. And if you're not, you are going to, I think you are going to struggle if you're just going to sit on the fence because like you have to be comfortable with haters. Like you have to be comfortable with haters. And like, because for every one hater you get, you've probably got a hundred people who love you. You just right. obviously just the hate, the haters shouts louder. And um, that doesn't mean you're not going to make money. It do, like, it doesn't mean you, you're, you're bad or you've done something wrong. It just means that for some reason that that person's took a dislike to you. Like, it happens, it happens in life, but if you're going to go into an online business, if you've got to be a personal brand or if you're going to put your company out there, somebody is going to throw a rock at you. Not physically, but like obviously some people are going to throw rocks at you and you have to be prepared to build like build that mental shield and go, doesn't matter, okay? Keep throwing rocks at me, keep engaging on my, keep throwing hate on my posts because all you're doing is boosting me up in the algorithm. So nice one. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the things that I usually say on Facebook or on uh, YouTube is uh, I'll have some haters or whatever about different projects that I'm into that I'm not a fan of. And then there are obviously the people that love the project and they'll, they'll say some things and I'll say, you know, thanks so much for commenting. It really helps the YouTube algorithm. I really appreciate it. Um, so it's just taking their stones and building a bigger house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Like in terms of for me, like for for surviving in this game and making it a long term thing, is like you have to look at it as a long term business. Like a couple of posts on Facebook isn't going to do it. Like you are at the moment, and we talked about it in the last episode about like out hustling everyone. Like yeah. to me, like everybody can jump on Facebook, everybody can create a couple of posts and put something out there. What everybody's not prepared to do is write a blog write a piece of youtube content but if you think about it when you've got a problem in your online business in how to start one or anything 
where's the first place you go to go to Facebook or do you go to Google and YouTube? I go to YouTube. So you're already getting ahead of the, the hustlers on Facebook because the traffic temperature is hotter right. because they're physically searching how to make money online, how to build right. passive income. So it, straight away, if you can get your YouTube videos to, to rank at the top, which isn't that difficult, um, and obviously keep them there, again, isn't that difficult, you are already one step ahead because by the time they jump on Facebook, which is one of the main organic strategies everybody pushes, they will already yeah. know to search for you. They will already know where to find you and they've already watched your content. You are 10 steps ahead of everybody on Facebook by having a YouTube channel, 100%, because the hotter traffic comes through. And obviously they already know you. They've all probably watched like like 10, like 10 videos or whatever, depending on how much you put out there. Like for instance, we got a, we got a client through the other week on, or a student the other week on on YouTube. So he come, he watched it, he joined. So from there, from the YouTube comment, he joined our Facebook group. We booked the call and we closed them within twenty four hours. Oh like, yeah, boom. And the first question I asked him was, like, "How long have you been following me on YouTube?" Because this is the first conversation we've directly had. Is that about three weeks? Cool. I was like, he's followed me on three weeks. I've not, it's horrible sounds. I've not had to like cold DM anyone. I've not had to talk to anyone. Um, and then he's he's raised his hand when he was ready. Dink, dink, dink. Easiest, easiest like close I've ever made. Um, because he was, we were there first. We went after his hotter intention. We got it. And then we brought him to the, the hustle community of Facebook. But by that point, when people were adding him and people were trying to slide into his DMs and like, it was like, well, actually, I follow Brian on YouTube and I'm, I'm going to buy his program. There you go. And so you're already massively ahead by having a long-term strategy. And then yeah. it's your organic, your Facebook, your short-term strategies that should fuel and help you spike your income as your long-term strategies then take over. And I think that's the biggest thing right there is the, the last part where you ask for the money. I think that... A lot of people, I mean, you get booked a call and then you, you closed on them. And I think a lot of people on Facebook, um, they, they make a lot of engagement. They get a lot of, uh, comments, but a lot of them don't ask for the sale. They just hope that someone is going to come into their DM and be like, okay, I'm ready to give you money. Uh, here you go. <laughs> and that's, I think that's, that's why a lot of people fail is because they are afraid to ask uh, them to take that next step, ask for their credit card or ask them to whatever they're just afraid. Also, I think that also is why a lot of affiliates get burnt out is because they're constantly waiting for the people to, uh, close themselves by clicking on an affiliate link or whatever, versus actually, um, asking for the money directly and be like, Hey, you ready to join, uh, the, the passive buddies, group and start making passive income or not uh, obviously you're gonna not phrase it like that but <laughs> I, I think a lot of people just don't ever ask for the money and so they're always waiting to be paid like a employee where they're just waiting for their paycheck i think that's the the where a lot of people fail yeah as you say like obviously people have got to be comfortable with hey yeah it's 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 997 it's two grand it's 10 grand like you've got to be comfortable like literally whether it's on a sales call looking at them and going yeah that's how much it costs or like because if you if you're uncomfortable asking for money how the hell are you ever going to get it like 
it's one of those that you have to you have to be ready to yeah this is how much cost you win yeah no okay let's look at your objections why not because obviously you're on the call for a reason and then right. that is actually a whole different sort of scenario in handling objections and sales calls but if you don't ask for the money you can never handle objection in the first place right i think that's uh that's pretty much the sum of organic marketing i mean hitting doing more than other people are doing once you start making enough money you can obviously leverage other platforms by hiring people that can turn your content into um, multiple pieces of content where it's hitting every single platform Um, being able to constantly build relationships and slide into people's dms but also have uh, your warm and long-term strategy through blogging and youtube and then your short-term uh, content on Instagram and Facebook or TikTok or Reels or whatever that platform is for you. Um, obviously, you can use some of the, the features of these platforms to push other content um, or scheduling content. And then uh, asking for the sale uh, once people are ready or just being able to build that relationship so that you can ask for the sale where you're constantly providing uh, value, 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 and then you ask which is asking for uh, the sale or to join the group or whatever that first kind of um, commitment is, that micro commitment. And that's about it. Absolutely love it, guys. So if you've enjoyed it, obviously 100% drop us a like, comment or whatever the platform tells you to do, be greatly appreciated. Um, And we will see you on the next episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.